0: Welcome to the Holistic Spirituality Podcast, helping spiritually curious people just like you learn about Reiki, crystal, energy, cards, past lives, and more. I'm your co-host Heather Thatcher and me and my good friend Kathy Zimmerman are here to help demystify the mystical so you can get reliable, practical information you can trust. If you're ready to embrace all things metaphysical so you can feel better, clear your own energy and improve your life, you belong here. Let's get started. So I remember when I was learning Reiki from Kathy, she was talking about the different kinds of Reiki education that can happen out there. There is definitely, because it's not a regulated profession, there's definitely a spectrum of competency that gets taught. So We just wanted to do an episode about what to look for in a Reiki practitioner, because there's a lot of people that get trained at like your local yoga studio or even online. And there are some really excellent people out there that have been trained at a yoga studio or at online spaces or whatever. But there's also a lot of people that you maybe didn't want to trust your energy to. So Kathy, why don't you elaborate a little bit about what to look for in a Reiki practitioner?
1: Yeah, I think um, when you the first thing, as soon as you realize that there's no governing body to really regulate um, who's teaching it, how they're teaching it. There's no formulated book that go that you need to go through. Um, yeah, it, it can make a huge difference. You got to think that whoever you are entrusting um, to do your reiki for you is actually sort of meddling in your energies and hopefully aligning and fixing them um, so that you feel better afterwards. If someone is um, maybe not as competent, you really do wonder what damage they can kind of do in there. So um, yeah, that is definitely why you want to look or um. Or have heard about someone who is going to be very competent, going to give you hopefully the best bang for your buck out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the big major thing that I found that a lot of people who have taken uh, different Reiki courses um, don't normally do is one of the things is to protect you. What you got to realize with Reiki is that you are opening up your energy, you are going to let the energy sort of from the universe go and funnel through you into your client. And in order to do that, your client's energy has to be opened up. And when that energy is opened up, you are very vulnerable to what's around you. And so whether it's intentional or totally unintentional, um, things can slip through at that time. Or if you don't totally check with your alignment after a person might feel a little bit off. And so instead of a Reiki session, making them feel so much better, they might actually feel much worse in the end. So um I would say pers- my number one thing is definitely protection for mm-hmm. the client, but also for the Reiki practitioner. Because mm-hmm. if you have seen a bunch of clients, you haven't protected yourself, you've globbed on all their negative energy.
0: You know what? I don't really want you doing Reiki on me at the end of the day. Yep, absolutely. I remember when we were learning, the group that Kathy was teaching, we were practicing on each other. And this is one of the important parts of having your Reiki practitioner having learned in person, because then you can practice with somebody that's actually doing it with you. But I remember we were all clearing from somebody and they had a negative attachment that then jumped onto one of us. And then we tried to clear it off of that person and just jumped onto somebody else. So yeah, like that learning to protect yourself properly is really important because otherwise that entity was just like, whatever, I'll just keep feeding off of somebody else. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And, um, you know, um, everyone has different levels. Uh, Reiki levels are uh, level one and two is normally taught together, sort of your first basic levels. Level three is a little bit more advanced and um, then uh, level four, you're going for your master's. Uh, in Reiki or a teacher but hopefully by the time they reach that stage they have quite a bit of experience behind them so um, that's hopefully who is going to teach you again someone that has done a lot of Reiki has seen a lot of things and can pass on that knowledge to you so that when you have someone that uh, especially if you're going for your first Reiki session um, you want to be able to they should not be insulted if you go and you ask them a few questions Mm -hmm. about like have you protected the room are you going to protect me even the setting of the room just to make it very um comfortable for you and the person practicing the Reiki Mm um yeah that kind of thing are you maybe going to use crystals um to enhance the Reiki? Or is that something you're not really comfortable with or interested in? So I think there's a little bit of discussion that really should go on before. um, Yeah, before you begin a Reiki session. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things I do warn people, people about now is that Now with the internet, you can print off any sort of documents you want. So if someone is going and they're showing you, oh, yes, well, look at my Reiki documents on the wall. I have level one, two, three, and whatever. Yeah, maybe they're legit. Maybe they're not. I'm just saying that really there's a lot more to a person practicing Reiki than a document on the wall.
0: Absolutely. And that's where like talking to other people that would be interested in reiki see if they've had any experience getting some word of mouth recommendations it goes a long way because you it don't really want to just does. throw money at somebody that doesn't know what they're doing at at best doesn't do anything different for you or at worst starts to affect your energy in a way that is kind of unwanted
1: so. right now um with any um reiki session just to maybe clarify a little bit. Um, sometimes when people have had their energy manipulated, um, it does take a day or two for their energy to sort of resettle mm-hmm. and to them to actually feel better. So they might feel a little worse before they feel better after a Reiki session. And that is not uncommon. That does not mean you know, if you come out of that and you're not feeling a hundred percent, That does not mean your Reiki practitioner didn't know what they were doing. It's just maybe taking a while for your energy to readjust.
0: Mm -hmm. Such a good point. Mm -hmm. I remember after you attuned me to the Reiki master teacher level, it took me three days to recover. I felt like I had the flu. (laughs) Right,
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, you know, sometimes it is just that simple. So Mm -hmm. Um, you'd like to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. But um, I have sat in on many Reiki sessions where the teachers ask the people, why are you learning Reiki, which I think is a really good question. Mm -hmm. And when you get answers like to make money, it's maybe not a person that has your best interest always at heart
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so you know just something to think about and i'm not saying you always have to use your skills for free i'm just saying that why did you actually what was your passion for actually learning reiki in the
0: first place Mm -hmm. absolutely something you should think about yeah i agree so well said Thank you so much for listening to the Holistic Spirituality Podcast. We are so grateful that you're here sharing this space with us. If you found this episode interesting or helpful, I invite you to first hit subscribe or follow on the podcast player app that you're listening right now so you'll never miss an episode or an after dark episode. And Please take a screenshot right now of you listening to this episode on your phone and share it to your Facebook or Instagram stories so you can help us help more people. Thank you so much again for being here and we'll see you next time.